Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Redfield Project, Morning Coffee. I'm your host, Vince Tagliavia, live with you every Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. This is a show where we get together and we talk about the news and events of the world with a primary focus starting off always on health from now on. And welcome. It is November 22nd, 2023, which means for us Americans out there, it is Thanksgiving Eve. And uh, I extend my gratitude and thankfulness out to the entire world, to all of our listeners, because this is tis the season, I suppose. And uh, let's not forget it. Once this time passes, we got to keep up the positivity. So it's not just uh, these times when we're thankful and and gratuitous towards everything. It's something that we have to practice on a day-to-day, and it's good for us. It's good for everybody. So join me in that process there. Um, Oh, here we go, folks. It's a beautiful day to be alive. We got quite the storm roll, rolling through here. Uh, it just passed, and uh, so things are renewed, and it smells delicious outside. The smell of nature and trees and all that. The cheese, I mean, trees, the leaves are changing. Nature is adjusting, doing what it does best, and here we are getting into deeper depths of World War III, political corruption, social destabilization, and everything else we see in the world, supply chain issues. Oh my gosh, you name it. It's a problem. So here we are, folks. We're going to talk a little bit about the news and events of the day as well and get on with what we have to do today. A lot of us are working and shuffling and getting ready for the holidays. Some of us have it off. If so, either way, enjoy it. Do what you got to do. Stay productive and uh, take care of yourself and your families. We're going to make lemonade. Considering all the lemons that we've got, what a wonderful opportunity. Um, excuse me. I need to blow my nose real quick. Please give me one minute here. Good googly moogly. My apologies, folks. Uh, all right. Hope you have your coffee ready. We're going to get into things. Good to see you all. Let me check the chat real quick. We've got uh, El Sparky, Gobbly, Gobble freaking Gobble, Red Pill Family. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Thank you, Sparky. Good to see you this morning. Hope you're doing well, man. I miss you. Hope to see you soon. Hope you have a wonderful holiday. Say hi to the family for me. SL, good morning. Happy Thanksgiving all. Thank you, SL. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Um, I am just full of love right now. I'm so glad to see you guys. RMU is in the house as always. Thank you so much, RMU. You're the best. Appreciate you. Good to see you. Good morning. We've got <clears throat> Rex and Grits and and, and Lori over there. Black Jester, uh, that was from last night. But good morning to you all over there on D Live. And hey, Roxy, good to see you. One of my favorite people in the whole entire world. I love you dearly. Happy holidays. We're going to get right into things here. Let's get into it, hey? 
that's my I, I'm close to that Canadian border. Sometimes they rub off on me. Wonderful people, them Canadians. All right, America, we've got a problem, and it's not just an American problem anymore. It used to be kind of the crutch of the joke of Americans are fat asses. Ha ha ha! How funny. Well, you know, it's really yeah. Fat jokes are hilarious. They're motivating for some people if they could frame it that way in their mind. Like me, I, I appreciate a good fat joke, but it's something that most people can't do. It's something people are sensitive about. It's something people don't want to face. And it is the obesity epidemic in not just America anymore, folks. This is becoming a global issue. And I think it is one of the most pertinent issues when you talk about health out there. And this is just my opinion coming from a guy who's not a doctor and not an expert on anything really, except my, my old career. I was pretty damn good, but unfortunately I got driven out of that just like a lot of other people did. I used to be uh, into, I used to be in the industry of metrology. For those of you who don't know, you guys think I'm just some average Joe who doesn't know anything or have any skills and just streams and does uh, work in the studio. And I also do other things as well. Uh, because, uh, I got to pay the bills, you know, we gotta, we gotta be creative. So I do other, other things as well, but, uh, I'm self-employed now. I stay busy 24 seven and that's what I got to do. But I used to be a metrologist. I used to be a engineer. I used to teach courses, math. I used to program. I used to do contract work for big companies. I used to travel, um, and that all came to an end. It's a very uh, fun story. If any of y'all want to ever hear it, maybe we could do like a private chat about all that. Uh, but anyway, I read a lot about health because I am on a journey in order to live as long as I can. I want to live as long as I can. Uh, I love to live and I love to experience things. And uh, that's kind of one of my main priorities day to day. I take time out of every single day to do something for my health. And I encourage you to do the same. I want to see you guys. I want to be just these old people all bantering together, just <clears throat> telling people our secrets to longevity <clears throat> and the health in the world, the news, the doctors, the experts. You look at everything that people are saying, you read articles, you read studies, you listen to different people talk about various studies and boy, is it a mess just like everything else out there. So it's important for me and I think it's important for you, too, to explore this and to find the truth of the matter, right? Well, obesity. People's diets around the world are becoming more and more carb-filled and more and more sugar-filled. I think this is probably, like I said, one of the biggest detriments out there. And uh, this is the cause of so many things. Uh, illnesses, diseases... And many people are completely oblivious to the fact. Talk about needing a red pill. Never mind political corruption. People knew about that before a lot of people knew about health. And a lot of people, including myself, still don't know a ton about health. It's largely mysterious and highly debated. Although I think there's some really great arguments towards uh, naturopathic styles of approaches and uh, staying away from potentially dangerous medications, according to some doctors, and a lot of, uh, you know, we can't ignore the facts out there. Uh, so I have this article here, America the Obese, how taxpayers are forced 
to ruin their health. Posted by shtfplan.com. And I wanted to share this article. Uh, I'm doing a personal, uh, like I said, a personal health venture to improve my health. And I, I kind of want to take you guys on that journey with me. Maybe I don't know if we'll do live shows or what, but uh, I want to share exactly what I'm going through because I bet I know for a fact, based on the studies I've been reading about my issues and various things, that many of you are probably in the same boat, if not boats, other boats that are taking on more water. Because let's face it, I don't care if you are a young uh, person or a middle-aged or older, we all have our various health journeys and our various health concerns. And it's a highly uh, personal topic. Obviously, I'm not going to come on here and tell you, oh, I got an STD last week. Oh, you know, what about you guys? You ever get an STD? Like, I don't want to get that kind of personal, but I do want to share as much as I'm comfortable with. Uh, I'm not saying like, there's not that much crazy stuff, but it's a really personal topic and it's a hard one to explore with our peers, whether that be me explaining it to you or it be you explaining something to your family or your friends. And so I think it's a good step to acknowledge it and not bury our head in the sand and procrastinate and let things get worse because I think there's a lot of things that we can do to get better. It's just a matter of taking initiative and knowing what to do and having the right support systems and the right information. And I think that it's a very important thing. So Lisa, it's my pleasure to talk about this stuff. I think it's, it's critical, critically important. Um, thank you for the donation, Lisa, three ice cream over there. Thank you so much. Thank you, Roxy. So America, the obese, I was obese. My doctor told me, she's like, you're really fat. And then she told me masks are conspiracy theories or whatever. No mask, whatever. She's bitch. Let's see. <clears throat> Don't talk to her anymore. America, the obese, how taxpayers are forced to ruin their health by Stephen Monazak. All right. The first piece of legislation passed by the new Congress of the United States of America after the ratification of the Constitu Constitution included a tariff on the import of foreign sugar. Although this tariff was passed as a means to raise funds needed to pay the debts accrued by accrued during the Revolutionary War. Uh, coincidentally, it also provided elaborate protections to the nation's wealthiest farmers of sugarcane and sugar beets. The indirect subsidies afforded by the sugar producers of the Tariff Act of 1789 have been reapproved re and signed now via the Farm Bill. Every five years, every uh, by every available president up to and including Donald J. Trump, for more than 200 years, these sugar producers in America have been able to sell their products at high at prices higher than what they would the market would normally allow. Later this year, President Joe Biden will get the opportunity to put his signature on the bill as well. In the late 60s, the National Institute of Advanced Industrial Science and Technology in Japan discovered an enzyme that effectively and easily converts cornstarch into fructose. This technology was ultimately sold to American companies, and in 1983, the FDA approved high-fructose corn syrup as safe for consumption. 
In short order, the food industry took advantage of this cheap new form of sweetener in extraordinary amounts. Supply of this ersatz sugar became abundant. The market, as you would expect, used this opportunity to undercut the historically high prices of, of, uh, of sugar generated by the aforementioned tariff. Due to this market opportunity, the new agricultural policy was to was pushed at the highest levels of the federal government from 1971 to 1976 under the auspice, uh, auspices of Richard Nixon. Nixon, <clears throat> the Secretary of Agriculture, a loud, boisterous man named Earl Butts, became famous for conjuring up a new uh, fence row to fence row policy: maximum production for corn and soy, as the demand for the crops were now high. He pushed farmers to take on debt to buy more land and machines to drive production. Henceforth, lavish government subsidies, by the way, uh, the same farm bill mentioned earlier, were doled out to corn farmers. Production of these crops skyrocketed, and given the increased supply of corn, sweeteners, such as high fructose corn syrup, became cheaper on the open market. <clears throat> to fully understand how government policies led to adverse health facts health effects, it is important to understand how the human body metabolizes different types of sugar. The most abundant type of sugar on Earth is glucose. A six-carbon hexagonal sugar, which has uh, which has been with what our bodies have mainly adapted to and utilized for energy production. Fructose, a five-carbon pentagon, is another sugar found in nature, natural to many foods, and another source of energy for the body. Similarly, both glucose and fructose are broken down in the body during metabolism by a biochemical pathway called glycolysis. And it talks about more of these different types of sugars and how they're metabolized and why it's so horrible and leads to obesity. <clears throat> the doctors that we talk to, I absolutely love all of them. Okay, and you could go back and see all of our shows with various doctors. And uh, why do I love all of them? Because they are above and beyond compared to the average doctor that I would see. If I were to seek out a, a more like a state-sponsored doctor, can I say it that way? If I were to go to any local uh, clinic or hospital and start to try to get healthy there, I get a world of difference compared to if I talk to a naturopathic doctor and schedule an appointment with them. Um. And it's an interesting thing. Uh, I'm sure, oh, don't get me wrong, there's good doctors out there that work at hospitals. It's a necessary thing and all this, right? It saves lives oftentimes, especially in very dire situations. But for things that I'm facing, a lot of them aren't dire situations. For instance, uh, I'll, I'll get into that. But let's say on the sugar thing, <sighs> a cause of a lot of diseases comes from our diets. It comes from high insulin. High insulin comes from sugary diets and high-carb diets. That's high, heavy starches, a lot of potatoes, a lot of breads, a lot of, of this crap out there. High fructose corn syrups, processed foods a lot of times are the worst. And then they disguise things as healthy by saying, oh, this is gluten-free. Why don't you have this gluten-free snack and care about your health? But actually, well, the ingredients in that are going to actually spike your insulin even more. And uh, because your blood glucose levels are increased more by them sometimes in some cases, depending on the ingredients, it's all a big scam, folks. I'll say this, as you know, the best thing is whole healthy foods from Mother Earth, unadulterated. And let me tell you something. I'm on a journey with my health, and part of that journey is extremely fun, and that's the cooking part of it. 
where you take some fresh organic carrots, you roast them, you salt them, you 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 oil them up, and you enjoy their natural flavors. And uh, there's a beauty in taking some simple ass ingredients and making some gourmet delicious stuff. And it's encouraging and fun and uh it helps the process because i'll tell you it's a hard process because it's a mental process it's a physical process it's just it's another thing that we have to think about on top of just getting by and holding on to our assets and not becoming homeless right especially in these times a lot of us are struggling uh shout out to all the people out there who are thriving in such crazy times that is a beautiful thing and i commend you um but we cannot be victims. We gotta jug. We gotta keep juggling every single ball on the court, always. <clears throat> uh, so anyway, sugar diet, obesity, man. I think this is the root cause of a lot of the problems that we have. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, so one of my issues that I want to talk about, and I've been doing a lot of research, is a minor injury that I have in my shoulder. And I've been dealing with this. And I'm sure a lot of you have little aches and pains and all kinds of things as well. Or maybe you've had shoulder rehabilitation or physical therapy because of a injury or a tear or all this kind of stuff. But I'm trying to avoid a tear in my shoulder. And I noticed it because I pinched my nerve or uh, maybe not the nerve, maybe the, um, connective tissues or the muscles in my shoulder. I, I don't know. I don't know anatomy very well. I'm learning. I'm learning. But basically, I've self-diagnosed myself because uh, I have a hard time bringing myself to the professionals out there because I get fed a load of crap oftentimes. And it's just very time-consuming. And uh, it's just how I am, maybe to my detriment at times. But I've done a lot of research on my shoulder. Okay, I was doing jumping jacks like three months ago and I felt like a something in there. Right. And I'm like, Ooh, it didn't hurt, but it was something. And so I'm like, Oh, that's weird. And then I've been stretching a lot and all of this kind of thing, try to stay active, stay limber, uh, healthy, get the blood flowing every day. And even right now, if I go like this, um, I have inflammation and soreness in my shoulder. And I did some push-ups and stuff, which I'm trying to strengthen my my shoulder. I don't do wide because I want to keep it all tight and formed. But what I've discovered based on self-diagnoses and different tests is that I think I have a shoulder impingement, most likely uh, right under my collarbone in this joint. So one of the tests is if you go like this, you put your right hand over your left shoulder and you push up on your elbow, I could feel it, a little bit of discomfort in there. And a lot of people have extreme pain, especially when you go to lay down and go to sleep. This pain, pain in your body, in my body, is one of the things that I can't stand. It makes me feel incredibly mortal. 
and it reminds me of the inevitable cycles of nature and it just bums me out so i'm trying to prevent any future pain i don't have pain now i have a little bit of soreness but that tells me i have inflammation and i have a problem there and if i don't do something about it i'm gonna tear my shoulder out i'm gonna suffer i'm gonna have pain who knows i might need surgery they always want oh <clears throat> yeah i was reading studies they're like you know the people that are pushing the surgeries have all these studies oh you know surgeries you know, just as good as uh, natural remedies and uh, rehabilitation and strengthening of it. It's like, get the hell out of here. Not going to shave everything and make more space for all that stuff. So if it's not being impinged kind of right under this bone here, it could be an internal impingement, but that's really a, a more uncommon. So I don't think it's that, but I'm going to try to figure this out hopefully. But basically my approach to fixing this shoulder is various exercises resistance training not damaging it further opening up my shoulder to create more space for that though that anatomy in there and i'm hoping i could re re reduce the pressure on there and this pain will go away and i won't feel any impingement and uh, so i'm on that journey right now i'm going through it i'm gonna maybe in a few weeks i won't have any soreness there but identifying stuff early is key to not not having issues later on um there's a lot of other things that i'm working on too and uh, we could talk about that another time i don't want to make this all about me but that's kind of my approach and i think that many people uh can relate and i will talk about it more we'll talk about it more privately or not <clears throat> read up on your t's why sparky what's up with t what's the t on the t hmm Drink your water, eat your ginger, don't sweat the petty things, and don't pet the sweaty things. <laughs> Thank you, Sparky, for that. Uh, Bill, is this a bot? That's a, that's a nice bot, so I'll read it. Please join me in praying for the January 6th prisoners of war. They are unjustly being held over, uh, held over yet another holiday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, let's take a moment and uh, recognize that, man what the, ugh, this is so fucked up i can't believe it another holiday they're going to be isolated and unjust unjustly detained from a fake coup d'etat set up by the commies oh happy turkey day vince thank you for all your work you are amazing and very loved thank you angelic realms get in touch with me we need to get together uh miss ya i hope you're doing well happy holidays to you hope you enjoy it um grit says i've read take a cabbage leaf soften in hot water and put it on the affected area takes out inflammation wow from dr barbara o'neill holistic doctor she's on x has a lot of good excuse me a lot of good info that coffee gave me the hiccups so dr barbara o'neill okay thank you i'll check that out um gosh i stayed up uh this is counterintuitive i stayed up way too late last night researching this stuff and because i need a solution and i found a really great article if you guys are interested in this i'll post it to the social red pill and i think i have it gosh i'm gonna have to go back and find it but it was an incredible article very detailed all about various different types of shoulder impingement anatomy 
um, causes and also solutions, including bad solutions, in my opinion, where they want to slice you open and fix your problems. No, that's like worst case scenario type stuff for me. Uh, get go under a knife. No way. Try to avoid that for me. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about this. I wanted to explore this article on Zero Hedge with you. We might do a long show today, by the way. I realize we're uh, already uh, almost 25 minutes in, but we'll just do a long show. Uh-oh. Do, do, do. Dang it. I can't. This article is not available. Let's see. Let's see if I could find it. Um, it seems they may have moved the article. Oh, they got rid of it. Okay. Well, we'll just have to move on. Very interesting. I wonder why. Hmm. That's weird. Well, let's see here. The USDA has approved lab-grown meat to be sold to the public. Of course, they don't allow this in Italy, though. Italy's banned this. But uh, are you going to eat this stuff? Or will you continue to eat meat the normal way it's produced? Good God, this is disgusting. And we have to, I mean, the amount of, of effort it takes to eat healthy is crazy. You can't even get vegetables without being poisoned. They've got all these nasty things on them and in them. And it's horrible, man. It's like everywhere you turn to get a nice, nutritious meal, they're trying to poison us, man. U.S. Department of Agriculture approved the first lab-grown meat to be sold to the public. This makes the U.S. the second country in the entire world to allow this, which, if you ask me, is two countries too many. Alex Newman <laughs> joins me now to discuss this. Thank you so much for joining us, Alex. It's great to have you back. Great to be here. Thanks so much, Allison. Cora, so what's your reaction to this lab-grown meat? Are you at all surprised to hear this is coming to fruition, especially knowing people like Bill Gates and Richard Branson have invested in lab-grown meat companies? I'm not surprised at all. In fact, uh, this should have been very obvious a long time ago. Over 10 years ago now, I wrote an article warning that the United Nations was pushing exactly this kind of thing. Uh, in fact, if we can go back and read that article, it's called UN Let Them Eat Bugs. And if you look at their vision for the future of food, they want a radically transformed food system where basically small farmers, small ranchers do not... Best Department of Agriculture. Okay. So, yeah, I, I'm staying away from this at all costs just like many things uh that they're putting out there well the usda has proved it's safe it's safe it's safe what's the big deal and not only is it safe it's good for the environment it's going to save the planet do you not care about the planet uh i care about the planet and i i care about also my temple my temple this is a spiritual battle y'all this is a spiritual battle, and it even comes to the health aspect of it, if not more there than anywhere else. Think about it. Uh, Dave in Britain donated five lemons. Thank you so much, Dave. I appreciate your support. I really do. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I bet, just like um, uh, with this fake meat out there, they're probably going to hide it amongst the real meat. And it's probably going to be, uh, at least they're probably going to put their best efforts towards hiding it or blending it in. Just like they do with um, genetically modified ingredients or, or GMOs, gen genetically modified organisms. Is that the, is that the abbreviation? Uh, you know, the FDA requires you to label GMOs 
unless it meets certain criteria, you could kind of skirt the system. Did you know that? It's true. You might be eating something and uh, GMOs are, you know, tertiary or less important than other ingredients, and they're not going to tell you it's GMO. Yeah, it's true. In my research, that's what I've discovered. And uh, it's sick. They're, it's sick. They've got issues. We're here to make sure you know what you're eating, but then you're really not. I mean, you're, you're really, it's like you're here to disguise what we're eating and confuse and mislead. That's my opinion. Um, yeah, the we are going to save you too. Yeah, the vaccine was good for you and going to save you also. Yeah, right, Rox. The only protein cell that grows or reproduces are tumor cells. No thanks. I'll take the cow. Huh. Black castor oil. Huh? I haven't heard of black castor oil. I have heard of castor oil. I have not utilized castor oil. I have some. I have yet to apply it, but I should. It could really do some magic for me. Thank you, Summer, for the ice cream. I appreciate you. Good to see you. Hope to see you soon. I haven't talked to you in a while. Hope all is well. I'm sure you're just busier than all heck, but I uh, hope to see you soon. By the way, today's Thursday, and uh, Thursday... That's no, not Thursday. It's Wednesday. Oh, shit. My God. Tomorrow's Thursday, Thanksgiving. Today's Wednesday. So what's going on? Let me just take a quick break here. We are going to either send Josh to Nathaniel's barbershop to shave his beard off, or we're going to force him to continue to grow his beard. Uh, the Red Pill Project is running a campaign. We need financial support now more than ever as we transition into our another platform but nothing is going to change with the red pill project we're just going to be kind of running side by side decentralized media with a lot of other podcasters but in this time i mean we are quite frankly struggling and we hate to ask for financial support and you guys are the best at supporting us absolutely i mean we'd be done a long time ago if it weren't for the red pill family however we need a little help so we're running a campaign to send josh to get his beard cut at nathaniel's barbershop um if you go to redpills.tv slash shave, you could donate a few dollars and either help force him to go get that thing shaved off or make him grow it. And we could have a red pill Santa this year, Josh red pill Santa. So uh, we appreciate all your support and thank you to everybody who's already participated in this uh, campaign, redpills.tv slash shave. Um, you could find it in the description as well if you're interested in just five bucks to, to get a vote out there <clears throat> or more if you feel obliged to force his hand one way or another. We really appreciate it. This helps us with keeping our lights on, keeping the bills paid. It, it does cost to keep our Zooms running 24-7 that we could get basically unlimited people in almost. Uh, keep all of our websites up, the platforms going subscriptions and services and things like that paid for and that's what this is for and we appreciate it uh josh and i both believe it or not we are not making money hand over fist we often dig into money saved elsewhere selling investments digging into savings things like this in order to get by but we're committed to the red pill project and we are just simply not giving up we're going to keep bringing more and more and improving and making it more entertaining and more informational and offer more value. So stay tuned for all the changes we're making and we appreciate all of your support. You can find all the things in the description, all of the ways you can support us. Uh, Black Jester says, keep the Gandalf. 
the great keep the Gandalf the great look. Little Star Walkers, shave it. Uh, Grit says, "Put castor oil on your shoulder." Okay, I, I'm really considering it. Doing a pack there, I, I need to. Thank you, Angelic Realms Productions. Maybe we could talk about that. Maybe we could do a show. Maybe we could do a show on it. What do you say, Angelic? Um, it's still it's still November. Gotta wait till December. What's Movember? You mean November? So this campaign is going to run, I think, till December, and we'll decide. Okay. Chiropractor can help greatly. El Starwalker, we talked to a chiropractor on last night's Daily Dose. Was it last night? No, it wasn't. It was a few nights ago, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, it was a couple days ago, and that that live stream is back available again. It had technical issues and Rumble deleted it, but uh, we got it back uploaded again. So if you want to go back and watch this, it was um, uh, Breaking the Chains with Dr. Ryan Dops, episode 674 of The Daily Dose. And boy, we spent that whole hour talking about health because <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's that important. And I learned a lot about about the chiropractic process and and that it was wonderful. So we're going to have more doctors conversations with doctors to get the best information out there. And this is the thing. This is why I like doctors like like Dr. Ryan Dob Dops. It's because it's not he's not like and not just him, but other doctors that we work with and and talk to. They're not ignorant on a lot of things that, you know, he's a chiropractor and you could go talk to a lot of chiropractors out there and you'll quickly find out they are not, well, chiropractors are a little different. I think they're more inclined to be more naturopathic, but there's a lot of medical professionals out there that just aren't educated on things. What they do is they rely on the bullshit mainstream narrative that's fed to them without looking into it further and using their critical thinking. The thing with other doctors like Dr. Sherwood, Dr. Dops, uh, you name them, is they continue educating themselves on everything. They continue reading studies. They continue to practice and observe and actually figure out the best practices. It's a process and it's a never ending one. So I appreciate that. I mean, their knowledge across the board of health is remarkable and I appreciate it. And uh, it helps us all figure it out. It's such a complicated talk to, to topic. Doctors don't like chiropractors. I know it's because they're not getting their kickbacks from big pharma when your issue gets fixed and you're not taking these medications that make you more sick. All right. Last health story here that's very concerning. Uh, shout out to the Red Pill family for sharing this. Experts warn dog owners to be proactive as mysterious illness spreads nationwide. We've got here a story from Wisconsin. A mysterious respiratory illness <clears throat> is impacting dogs nationwide and experts say the cause is completely unknown. Well, I'll stop right there. I could make some guesses as to what the cause is because our animals have the same problems we have with their health, inactivity, diet, poisons, chemicals, all this stuff. What are dogs eating? Do we ever think about that? What are cats eating? What do we feed our pets? The same garbage we eat from the same companies. 
they say. Experts say the illness has been detected in Florida, Colorado, Oregon, and Illinois. University of Wisconsin veterinary expert Keith Paulson told 27 News the illness hasn't yet made its way to Wisconsin, but experts warn there is a strong chance it will. Dogs travel a lot, whether they're through shelters, rescues, or even with their owners who travel quite a bit, Paulson explained. Paulson works for the Wisconsin Veterinary Diagnostic Laboratory and School of Veterinary Medicine. Um, he said states are reporting that the illness presents itself in very different ways. Quote, what we've been hearing from our colleague and our peer laboratories around the country is that different states seem to have different attack rates, but they're all something different. He explains that without a clear understanding of the illness, finding out what is causing it has been extremely difficult. It has been quite a conundrum. So they don't know what the hell it is, but I bet it's the same things. These animals are jabbed and filled up with all kinds of stuff. Um, they're fed garbage foods, lack nutrients. They're not walked enough. It's all the same stuff. Um, this is, I really think that this is parallel to a human uh, health issue. It has to do with uh, nature not having what it needs to provide a healthy vessel for these dogs' souls. I think dogs have souls, okay? Don't attack me. Don't attack me. Uh, um, onward. Let's talk about news, y'all. Outside of health. But on the health topic, we're going to do more. Um, maybe I'll do... Uh, I got to do something. Maybe we'll do something this weekend. An extra show. A uh, private show on the social red pill. Maybe Saturday I do a private show. I think I can. I don't think I have anything going on. Uh, urgent or anything. Yeah. So I could take some time out of Saturday and perhaps do a show solely on health, uh, for members of the social red pill. If you're interested, join socialredpill.com. Okay. And we'll talk about health. <clears throat> All right. Charleston, South Carolina just elected its first Republican mayor since 1877. That's pretty remarkable. The first Republican mayor since 1877 in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, that's very interesting. I guess maybe some good news. Who knows? They're all corrupt to me, but maybe not. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Hold on. L. Starwalker says, how about the cornstarch coming from contaminated Ukraine? It was first reported in Poland last year. They found out it was the grains. Is this the dog food issue? Or a dog health issue? Wow. I, uh, Starwalker, I don't know, man. I, mean, I got to look into that. Who knows, man? We don't know where our food comes from. What are, what are we eating, man? And you are what you eat, so you should know what the hell you're eating. Easier said than done, I tell you. Oh, the chemicals. Anyway, I got to open Rumble back up. Sorry. I got to just check on this. <clears throat> Somewhere here. Um, before we continue, I just want to say this. Uh, Pet Club 247 is one of our sponsors and one way that you could uh, help support us as well as your own health or your pet's health. Um, this is our Enforce Coriolis Versic Versicolor Mushroom. Um, you can learn more about that and we have shows on it if you go back in our... Uh, things it's good stuff uh they also have things for dogs and cats here and horses and humans but 
Uh, for instance, uh, we've got this uh, dogs. Uh, they have mushrooms for mushrooms for immune support, hemp derived CBD, all kinds of stuff. Ooh, mineral rich antler, wholesome foods. This is what I'm interested in here. Um, they have different dog foods that include all the nutrients that your dogs need in order to live healthily. And a lot of people are talking about their animals' improved health and mobility and overall happiness. So you could try that out at uh, redpills.tv slash mushroom, and that'll take you there and do any shopping and things for you and your pet family. And uh, anyway, onward. Uh, our Starwalker has 12 dogs all on pet club shrooms. Really great. Wow, Starwalker, great. Tell us about, uh, reach out to Josh and I and tell us more about your experience. I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear about it. Great. I'm a dog groomer. Haven't heard of any clients with it yet, thankfully. Good, CK. If uh, you end up hearing anything, please reach out and do let us know what is going on. I appreciate all this information, especially straight from the sources here so uh, hopefully you don't see anything and it's just a bullshit story out there that's probably you know dogs get sick every year so maybe they're just trying to put fear out there I don't know but I think there's probably something to it considering all these dogs are eating garbage food I mean probably like 90% of dogs eat garbage food and cats <sighs> let's talk about the US military we took a second earlier to talk about the January 6th prisoners who will not be having Thanksgiving dinner with their families this year again. And it's a horrendous situation. It's a, the most unpatriotic thing you can imagine, but not as unpatriotic. Well, damn close. Uh, let's just not even go there. It's horrendous, but this is also horrendous. Uh, our military being forced to take a jab or be discharged. Remember that? Uh, we honor the military here. We appreciate the military and shout out to any veterans out there. It is one of the most commendable things you can do and selfless actions you could take. Here's my problem. And with all due respect to all veterans out there, our system is so rotten and corrupt. It is a shame and it is an insult to anybody who wants to help their country be a safe place for people to live their lives. Um, I have no problem with the military. I think if you're joining the military, that is remarkable. I have a problem with the corruption. And I think that people are taken advantage of the military does great things. They have, and hopefully they will continue to. However, the corruption is there. I think that they're utilized by the corrupt politicians in order to fight their battles of their financial interests. And I think they uh, take advantage of the good things and use it as a facade, uh, kind of like uh, a virtue signaling thing. Uh, you know, the military is great. They could never do bad. And if you say otherwise, you're a commie, that kind of thing, right? This is kind of a psychological manipulation, if you will. It really is. But my opinion, and call me what you want, I mean, it could be an ignorant thing. It could be, oh, world peace, this kind of thing. And it is. And I think that we could have a more peaceful world. I think that I would love to join the military. What I wouldn't love is to fight the endless wars of this cabal out there. Okay. 
I'm not going to go fight this current war happening in Ukraine. I'm not going to go fight the current war happening in Israel. I'm not going to the Middle East to fight wars. I'm not going to Africa to fight wars. I'm not going to China, and I'm not going to Russia. If I'm going to fight a war, I'm going to be on the good old U.S. of A. soil. And let's face it, we may not all be in the military, but we are fighting a war. Spiritual war, informational war, health war, political wars. Our communities are being torn apart systematic, systematically. And uh, that's the war I want to fight. And what if we took our military and we had them all focus on American soil, put their focus here, put their focus in the communities here in a positive way. Invest in ourselves. Could you imagine instead of sending all these billions overseas, if the military was, they're all home in their local areas, maybe travel a little bit, but that they are working here for the good, for good right? Could you imagine? But then they're on standby because look, wars are real. People are going to attack. I think there's always going to be a dynamic of that, which is why the military is so important. And I, unless, you know, it's going to, I think we're a long way away from the utopia where that's not the case, but uh, it's very important to have that defensive uh, ability, defensive ability. But um, could you imagine what a wonderful country this would be if all our military was here in times of peace and we had opportunities of peace to just focus on ourselves. Invest in our vets. Absolutely. Veterans. They use our soldiers as guinea pigs. They do. We had a video of this former Green Beret giving a scathing response to Biden to the Biden regime for trying to bring back abused, unvaccinated soldiers. The U.S. government desperately needs people. Let's watch a little bit about this video because... The U.S. Army has sent out a letter. <sighs> Basically, whoops, we need you back. <sighs> it's quite disgraceful. Let's hear what he has to say. This is a, a quite a long video. We're just going to watch a couple minutes of it. So last week, the Army sent letters to service members kicked out because of the shot mandate, stating that they could apply to get their separation, their discharge statuses upgraded and that they could contact their local recruiter to come back in because the policy changed. Now, the military is having a crazy recruiting crisis right now. I think it's as bad as it has been since Vietnam in that numbers were missed by tens of thousands. So they're just having trouble replacing and keeping up a force. So readiness, readiness is crushed. And the military COVID shot mandate was a huge readiness problem. The military kicked out over 8,000 service members you had many such as myself, so retention issues, who are disillusioned and choosing to leave. You also have now this recruiting crisis, and we have an unknown number of service members who've been in, injured. And basically, there's just not trust. And service members who were kicked out, they were treated terribly. Many of them were not able to eat and enter the dining facilities where vaccinated service members went to. They were forced to mask when others weren't. They couldn't go into the gym. Service members such as myself, I couldn't deploy. I couldn't move to a different duty station. I couldn't travel. When I was in a training environment, I had to wear a red wristband saying that I was unvaccinated and red tape trying to indicate that I was different or somehow unclean. And people's careers, their lives are messed with. They didn't know what was going to happen. You were messing with their livelihoods. So 
now all of a sudden the military thinks they can send this letter to us and that we're going to want to come back. And there's a lot of problems with the letter. And some of them are, to me, what was most obvious is there's no new policy. The policy to apply to upgrade your discharge has always been there. The policy that you can go to a recruiter to try to get back in, that's already existed. So there's no new policy. Further, there's no accountability. They go, uh, he goes further into this, John Frankman on X. He talks more detail about this, but I think his sentiment is probably relatable to a lot of veterans out there who have been absolutely abused by in this situation. And it's horrible. I mean, they've really gotten themselves into a situation here. They've shit all over our military, and now they're desperate to refill positions. I mean, talk about doom and gloom. I don't want to be drafted. Army mom, thank you so much for the Ninja Gini. Thank you so much. And thank you for the donations yesterday as well. Uh, before we got attacked and spammed. I appreciate that. Uh, Army Rangers. Good. Uh, good to see you this morning. Hope you're doing well. Uh, they tr uh, Roxy says F them. They treated these people like they were criminals for protecting their own health. Yeah, it is the most vile and horrendous thing uh, I've witnessed. Uh, really, it is one of them. Absolutely crazy. Can't believe that we went through this scam. If they come back, do they keep their same rank or are they knocked back down to PFC? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. <clears throat> Onward. Abe Hamada. Uh, Hamada calls out establishment Republicans on election issues. This was an interesting story, and I apologize for any mispronunciations. Uh, that's just what I do. Uh, he calls it, uh, he calls the establishment Republicans controlled opposition. I've heard that before. Quote, they're just so scared of the media and they're not going to be standing up for what's right, Hamada said. GOP Arizona congressional candidate Abe Hamada accused establishment Republicans for being controlled opposition who will not discuss election integrity issues because of the media. It's not just the Democrats, he said on Tuesday uh, edition of Just the News, No Noise TV show. Quote, there's some establishment Republicans who I think are controlled opposition. They're just so scared of the media and they're not going to be standing up for what's right. He ran for his Arizona attorney general last year and lost by a slim margin. He has filed multiple election lawsuits and his legal team has argued that there are undervotes and provisional ballots that show he was the winner of the election. Well, I hope <clears throat> he does some good in this world. Uh, starting out with calling out the establishment and saying the truth out there, which is they are controlled opposition. They're the same, you know, another wing of the same bird, the right and the left, the Republicans, the Democrats, the black and the white, not right, not race wise, but just the, this and that the yin and the yang or alleged yin and yang. It's not separate. It's all the same scam. Uh, it is. Uh, Democrat Representative Goldman apologizes after calling for Trump to be eliminated. We played this video the other day. Um, the context is kind of, you know, you could argue that he wasn't talking about murder. He was talking about take it out of the presidential race, but it came off as uh, 
a call for an assassination or something, and he's apologized since, kind of confirming that it was not the right thing to say. The backlash must have been pretty great, huh? Thanks to shows like this and others and you guys for sharing this information as it happens. Shedding light. Shedding? Uh, shining light on the corruption. Let's get on with it. Governor Hochul announces a ministry of truth for students in New York. We talked about this last night. It's not going through the Department of Education. It's a government ministry of truth program for students. At least that's what the guise is right now. And We talked about it last night. I think that this is actually a program being put in place to uh, eventually have education camps for people like you and me and whoever else goes against the mainstream narrative or puts out misinformation or disinformation. It's going to be um, somewhere where they could brainwash people and rehabilitate them for the new world order. If you're going to be in the 15-minute city, you need to spew the same narrative everybody else in your media area is. Otherwise, they're going to lose control. Oh, God. New York Appeals Court reinstates Governor Kathy Hochul's power to enforce quarantine camps. Huh. I wonder if these quarantine camps are related to this whole Ministry of Truth nonsense. That's what I'm saying. Quote, it allows the Department of Health to pick and choose which New Yorkers they can lock up or lock down without any proof that you're sick. Dot, 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 dot. They go on. We've seen this kind of rhetoric out there, and it just brings me to... The, the FEMA conspiracy theories and the concentration camps. Oof. Um, we'll move on. We'll move on. Just be aware. Tomorrow, uh, what is this? Oh, some bullshit climate change story I wanted to share. Uh, tomorrow, tonight, Ireland, 2050. The main national channel in my country just aired a mega propaganda climate documentary. Vile nonsense. Truly incredible stuff. Please share my short video, blah, blah, blah. So let's watch this. This is a 17-minute, 51-second video. We're just going to watch the first minute or two. And I will share this on x.com if you want to find the whole thing. It was posted by the username at fatemperor. Ivor, Ivor Cummins at Fat Emperor and he talks about this situation here. Will we soon see green helmets being sent in to enforce climate action? I'll have the news from New York as soon as it breaks. How exciting. Will we see UN green helmets going in to enforce climate action? Well, we'll see. Happy Friday, folks. A documentary just went out. I got to share it with you. It's a real doozy on my country's prime television channel on primetime. And it was incredible. I mean, if you ever needed evidentiary proof of the colossal scam that's going on at the moment to see this documentary fully funded, slick, high production values going out on the main television channel, 
to condition and propagandize the people of the country. Uh, this is it. So it was actually put together and all arranged by Mark Little of Kinzen. And they were in the news a couple of years ago. Grip.ie covered it nicely. No one else would. Uh, they were given 120 grand from the health service in Ireland uh, to snoop on its citizens and look for anyone complaining about lockdown, etc. Or any skeptics. And then in a cyber attack, when a member of parliament asked for the contracts and why this happened, they said, oh, we've lost them all. They're all gone. All the records are gone. So you can just see the corruption. It's manifest. But in any case, this outfit made this documentary and it is stunning. I'll just show you a little clip now of the intro. RTE on Climate for Science Week. Climate. The science. All the rainbow colours of WFUN. And you can see the title there, Tomorrow Tonight, Ireland in 2050. So, absolutely comical, uh, but let's go on and have a little look. Now in 2050, climate crisis is the political agenda. The one challenge shaping every aspect of our lives. After half a century of false starts and missed opportunities, our leaders face a reckoning tonight in New York. In the coming hours, every sovereign nation on our planet will vote on the most radical climate intervention ever considered. Welcome to Tomorrow Tonight. Like I said, very flashy. And you can see the propagandizing marionette there uh, bobbing around. You can almost see the strings going straight up to the <laughs> WFUN uh, kind of controllers. Uh, it's quite sinister, uh, if not a little humorous. Uh, but let's roll on and have a look at some real doozies. We'll go live to our team of reporters all around the world and Carla O'Brien will be drilling deep into the science to bring us a clearer picture of our journey to climate catastrophe. We'll also be joined in studio by experts in every aspect of the climate crisis. So let's mm. cross over now to the United Nations headquarters in New York where Emily Langa is standing by to bring us any news as it happens. Emily. Here's Emily. But you can hear it there, climate catastrophe. All the usual buzzwords, I mean, straight from the top. So let's hear from Emily in New York. Mark, the Swedish Prime Minister has set a deadline of 5 p.m. Eastern Time for the United Nations Security Council to commit to her radical new climate resolution. Will we soon see green helmets being sent in to enforce climate action? I'll have the news from New York as soon as it breaks. And there's the conditioning, the veiled threats. You will in 2050 be facing the green helmets of the UN coming in to enforce. You know, just a little bit of conditioning there. So, bizarre, so sinister. Our climate has moved from being temperate. We now have uh, the Costa de Coraclo, for example, which is a huge tourist magnet. The Costa de Coraclo. For people outside Ireland, Coraclo is a beach that occasionally has sunny days in the summer. And in 30 years' time, right? It'll still occasionally have sunny days in the summer, mostly rain. It's not going to change in 20 or 30 years. We know that even from IPCC don't claim that, the official climate body. So this is utter propaganda, you know? Costa the Curraclo, he couldn't make it up. But they made it up. But it's also been an intractable political problem that's emerged, and that's climate refugees. And they have come to Ireland in huge numbers. And we have the likes of Dylan Walsh and others calling for a wall to be built around Ireland. And that, to me, is the biggest political problem we face at this moment in time. They go on. <laughs> 
full videos on x.com if you want to watch it <laughs> wow yeah they tell you before they do it this is going to be their focus for many years come hopefully not but uh that seems to be planned i mean the production value of this is massive this documentary oh it's creepy very very creepy isn't it uh, Roxy said that they are taking people's homes away in Ireland. If you are an old woman living in a home alone, the government moves you into a small place, then moves a family into your old home. That's interesting. You mentioned that, um, Roxy, I was listening to a comedian the other day as I was doing my thing. And I was listening to uh, Tim Dillon show, the Tim Dillon show, a comedian out there. And, I disagree with a lot of things he says, like many comedians out there. I think that he has some good points, and he does point out the ridiculous bullshit out there and offers a little bit of truth. But this was one of his opinions on this housing thing that I completely disagreed with. And 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 uh, it sucks that we have these woke Hollywood-type people or New York-type people or just these famous comedians and actors and these kinds of people putting dumb information out there. And this is one of his opinions. One of his opinions is, is the older generation uh, is ruining the economy for everybody else. The older generation, the boomers, he says, uh, the baby boomers have ruined it for everybody else. Here's the problem with the boomers. And I'm paraphrasing here, but Tim Dillon went on. He said something like, the problem with the boomers is that they are actually, most of them, a lot of them, are retiring and... Um, He's talking about traveling and he's like, the only time you see these, these boomers traveling is when they're going to go see their kids and they're going to go judge how they live. Wow. Your place is so small. How do you live like this? Meanwhile, you know, they've got their big houses and when they retire, they buy an even bigger house and they refuse to sell their house. And they'll tell you at any time they they just want to share you with you exactly how much money they have. They'll say, you want to hear something crazy? I bought this house for $200,000, and now guess how much I could get for it? $1.8 But I'm not letting go for anything less than two. Ha, ha, ha. And here's the thing. I think there's plenty to go around, all right? I don't think this is the boomer's fault. I think that's an extremely ignorant thing and a very divisive way to think about the situation there's plenty of abundance out there for everybody okay i don't think we're we should be scapegoating the older generation as this is your fault because you won't sell your house that you bought you know 30 years ago it's like stop crying and look and the the irony here is that tim dylan is filthy rich and has uh you know does well so it's like what are you gonna do tim uh tim when you're an old man are you going to downgrade into a tiny studio and live in a you know 800 square foot uh coffin huh no you're gonna have a beautiful mansion you're gonna have a beautiful pool probably indoors who knows you know you're gonna have a sauna you're gonna have a gym you're gonna have a kitchen with an island with all the best furniture and all the best appliances and you'll probably uh have multiple residences who knows look there's plenty to go around. The issue is more than just previous generations fucked everything up. It's a very highly complex situation. And um, it's sick that they're doing that, Roxy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he has a big house. He flies first class, all this stuff. It's just 
bullshit, man. Um, silly. It's a silly opinion. And I was just listening to this thinking how much I love the Burr generation, you know, and uh, it's not their fault. Everything's gone to shit. All right. As a matter of fact, there, this is just an extension of the same scam that they've been going through too. Okay. This is uh, greater than just, oh, it's this generation's fault. That's an incredibly stupid thing to say, in my opinion. That's just my opinion, you know? So, <clears throat> if every boomer listed their house tomorrow, I think we'd have a bigger problem on our hands. Where are they going to go? I mean, oh. what should we do, Tim? Should we send them to New York and put them in old folks' homes? Hmm? Maybe Cuomo has some recommendations. God, I actually, I liked Tim Dillon. I just thought that was a really stupid opinion of his. But maybe, obviously, he's a comedian. He's probably half joking. So I don't really take it to heart. I, but a lot of people listen to this and they are, oh, yeah, it's it's the older generation's fault. Now I'm going to be an asshole to all the older generation and be completely divided and talk shit during this holiday or whatever. Yeah, you know what? Take some responsibility and don't be a victim. Don't put this blame on on older generations. Like, ugh, this is stupid. Anyway, New York at heightened risk of Islamic terrorist attack amid tensions in the Middle East. There's a report here. Hochul emphasized that the threats were not limited to New York City. Uh, foreshadowing much? They always tell us, get ready for potential Islamic terrorist attacks in the U.S., the post millennial posted an article about this. Uh, experts at the New York State Intelligence Center have warned that the Empire State could be a potential target for Islamic terrorist attacks. In the weeks since the Iranian-backed Palestinian terrorist group launched its latest wave of violence in the uh, in the Jewish state on October seventh, the New York governor Kathy Hochul has earmarked two point five million dollars to help ramp up security and ensure that the Joint Terrorism Tax task force has the staff necessary to properly detect potential threats. I wonder if that 2.5 million is actually going to go to uh, detect potential threats or if somehow it's going to actually facilitate them. I'm just speculating. I have no idea. That would be crazy. According to CBS News, the center noted in a threat assessment that evidence pointed to an increasing terror threat to New York State. They go on to talk about the current conflicts in the world and whatnot. Uh, SL1972, good for that boomer. They brought that house and they bought that house and maintained it, raised a family in it, struggled through the Carter years in it, probably worked two jobs and to keep it during those times. That comedian, uh, something, something. The boomer can keep that house and when it does sell, I hope they take advantage of the cap gains exemption. <laughs> there you go, SL. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, so we got to keep our head on a swivel. I am not, you're not going to find me at a concert. You're not going to find me in a big city. You're not going to, unless I need to go do something real quick and get the hell out of there. Uh, I'm just staying out of the drama, but uh, shit can hit the fan and let's hope it doesn't. But, uh, I wouldn't be anywhere near high, highly, highly densely populated areas. I even question that like where I am, it's not that bad, but uh, depending on what happens in the future, uh, 
I mean, I think about worst case scenario, doom and gloom situations, and yeesh, sheesh, I just want to be, I want to be out in the sticks, man. Even then, it's not like it's still a roll of the dice. Even then, if if shit really hits the fan to like an extreme, like nuclear war, complete social destabilization, or uh, uh, grid down failures that are long lasting and things like this, it's just not going to be pretty. But anyway, it's enough doom and gloom. Um, we talked about a lot of lawsuits going on, and we haven't talked about this one yet, but. Trump's social media platform, Truth Social, files a defamation lawsuit against 20 media companies. Just another lawsuit going on. We've got a lot of good ones uh, ramping up here. Hey, Vince, guess where my brother and his wife took their family for Thanksgiving? Uh Uh-oh. New York for the Thanksgiving parade. I can't. No way in the hell would you find me at that. Uh, uh-uh. you know, <clears throat> once in a while I'll go to like a local event um, where there will be small crowds, very small crowds. I'm talking maybe hundreds of people in a day or two. But even that, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna park uh, in a non-crowded area, okay, and I'm gonna walk there, and uh, I'm gonna keep my head on a swivel. And if anything pops off, I am getting the hell out of there. And I'm like you, Roxy. I'm like, okay, exit. All right, exit, entrance, entrance. All right, is this, what's that person look like? What does that person look like? What, uh, you know, is everything good? Everything good? Like, that's how I am. And maybe, you know, people could say, you're crazy. That's unhealthy. You're a conspiracy theorist. How do you live like that? Like some liberal or something. Um, I like it. I think it's good. I like it. And it makes me feel safe and it makes me feel better. But yeah, I'm not going to go to a concert. I'm not going to go to a parade. Are you crazy? Hell no. (laughs) Black Jester says, yay, we need a time machine. (laughs) Hey, yay. Good morning to you. Yeah, I I don't do it. I don't do it, y'all. Oh, Ooh, so let's talk a little bit about what's going on with this whole World War III situation. We didn't talk about this yet. This is why I love Coffee. There's so much news, we hardly could get through all of it throughout the week, but we're going to keep doing the show. We're going long today, and it's going to, I'm going to be busy, but we're going to just keep going. We'll go a little bit longer. In a first, the U.S. deployed an AC 130 gunship to attack pro Iran militants in Iraq. An AC-130 gunship, that is some serious firepower. They're known as the Angel of Death. Zero Hedge reported that the U.S. deployed an AC-130 gunship over Iraqi territory in response to fresh attacks by Iranian-backed militia fighters who attacked an airbase west of Baghdad housing U.S. troops. The incident happened Monday night, but was revealed in a Tuesday Pentagon briefing. An Ain Al uh, Assad Air Base was attacked. Ain Al Assad Air Base was attacked by a close range ballistic missile that resulted in eight injuries and minor damage to infrastructure, two U.S. officials says, as cited in international reports. Already, the Pentagon has said at least 60 personnel had suffered minor injuries or, in some cases, traumatic brain injury in dozens of attacks going back to mid October. We're talking about. 
our military, the U.S. military, being attacked constantly in the Middle East right now. Pentagon spokesperson Sabrina Singh confirmed in a Tuesday press briefing, quote, the United States responded using an AC-130 aircraft already in the air and it hit an Iranian-backed militia vehicle and a number of personnel involved in the attack. She described that the AC-130 was able to track the point of origin for the attack in real time, resulting in firing back on the militia's positions. Singh said that this is the first publicly revealed U.S. military retaliation on Iraqi soil in response to the recent spate of attacks. She indicated that there have been other instances which haven't been disclosed. The Pentagon has responded in three major instances against militant groups in eastern Syria after a series of attacks on small U.S. bases there. Currently, the U.S. has an estimated 900 troops in Syria and 2,500 in Iraq. However, there are likely thousands more private military contractors and intelligence and State Department personnel in both countries as well. Yeah. So this is just further escalations of this global war. Uh, This is the war I don't want to fight. This is the war I don't want to fight. This is escalating. It's... Horrendous. This whole big scam is horrendous. Uh, I pray that things stop escalating. Um, we had an Air Force, Air Force base warning people, uh, service members, to avoid a Patriot rally with speaker from pro-Trump group. This text tells service members that participation could jeopardize jeopardize their military career. Unbelievable. The leadership at an Air Force base in North Dakota sent a text message to service members to warn them of the dangers of being near a downtown rally that featured this uh, speaker. I don't know who it is. Who's the speaker? Um Fox News reported on this, but uh, without being a member, without you giving them your information, they don't let you read the rest of the article. I'm not going to give them my information, okay? But, yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do this. Unbelievable. Wow. Um, Last night, Cannon Air Force Base went on lockdown due to reports of an active shooter. Curry County, New Mexico. Last night at 5.20 p.m., uh, multiple law enforcement are responding to reports of an active shooter at or inside Cannon Air Force Base in Curry County, New Mexico. Officials from the Air Force Base have placed the whole area on lockdown as they are asking residents to immediately she- seek shelter until further notice. This was posted last e- yesterday by Roz Alerts. Update. Um, officials from Cannon Air Force Base report that there's no active shooter. The precautionary measure is a response to an individual who threatened to shoot himself at the medical facility on the base. They confirmed that a shot was fired and the individual has their uh, they're looking for the individual. No word on who fired the shot. The shelter in place remains in effect. Oh my gosh. Sounds like a self-harm threat now. Uh, either way, this is um, an indication of the mental instability uh, occurring in our military bases. 
Oh, let's see if we can find more updates on this story. Um, all clear. They issued an all clear since then. Horrible stuff, man. And there's a pattern there with bases and the situations we're not going to get too far into, but to go down that rabbit hole, uh, prepare to put on your doom and gloom hat because that one is sickening. Uh, North Korea says that they have received images of a U.S. of the U.S. Guam Air Base from a spy satellite. <laughs> North Korean leader Kim Jong Un has received photographs of major U.S. military bases in Guam. Received from the country's first spy satellite in orbit, state media said Wednesday. Kim. They said Kim watched the aerospace photos of Anderson Air Force Base, APRA Harbor, and other major military bases of the U.S. forces taken in the sky above Guam in the Pacific, which were received at 9.21 a.m. on November 22nd. State-run news agency KCNA said, having earlier announced the purportedly successful launch of the North's Maligyong one spy satellite, which they were just saying they also have satellites up there. I don't know if this is the same one or not. With ballistic missile capabilities. Yikes. Um, Finland is hell-bent on positioning itself as a front-line NATO state against Russia. This is an interesting article by Zero Hedge. I like seeing... I don't like it, but it's interesting to see all the different narratives being put out there by different news agencies. And, um, Zero Hedge writes that the latest dynamics suggest... Let me show you this picture, too. The latest dynamics suggest that that NATO is conspiring to place more pressure on Russia along the bloc's new Finnish members' frontier, which is intended to provoke reciprocal military moves that can be uh, decontextualized as so-called unprovoked aggression for justifying a self-sustaining cycle of escalation. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> this summer's counteroffensive failed. Russia won the race of logistics, war of attrition with NATO, and that bloc's former Supreme Commander recently ar argued for a Korean-like armistice, all of which is happening against the backdrop of, backdrop of the West reportedly pressuring Kiev to recommence peace talks. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. The big... The big scam, the global scam, the scam, scam, scam. That's what it is. Scams everywhere. Mm -mm -mm. Hey, Allie Grace, my pleasure. Good to see you. Long time no see. All right, onward. Um, we had Biden and the U.S. talking about a potential uh, release of hostages in the Middle East or, you know, from Gaza. And uh, Netanyahu came out and said that the war against Hamas will not stop after a ceasefire to allow the hostage exchange. So, I mean, everyone's like, everyone from every angle, a lot of people are saying, ceasefire, ceasefire, you know, and all this stuff, which I think we should have peace, y'all. I do. Um, there's more to these wars that are not beneficial to, to us. And that's just my opinion, but um, I think part of this release the hostages situation uh, is 
is met with this idea that, well, if they release the hostages, this war is going to end because that's all Israel wants, right? Is they just want the hostages to be freed. No, no. Once the hostages are, hostages are free, apparently they're going to keep this war going. It's not about that. Okay. It's not about that. And we talked about this. It's not, should be about that. It's not about that. So that's the reality of the situation. Uh, we've had the Binance co uh, the Binance founder, Shang Peng Zhao, stepping down and pleading guilty, uh, having to pay billions of dollars. Binance, and this is coming out, <laughs> they're alleging here, the DOJ is alleging that Binance allowed transactions with ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Syria, Hamas, and Iran. And this is going to be a part of that lawsuit and an attack on crypto. The government needs to control crypto because the criminals just have free reign to buy whatever they want. And if you really dig into it, you're going to find out that it's not just these criminals. And who, 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 who set up these criminals with their infrastructure and their strategies and all of this? And who do they do business with? And how did it all start? And what's the history? <clears throat> Does the FBI use crypto? Did the FBI ever use Binance? Do politicians who how many politicians invested through Binance? That's what I want to know. You're talking about corruption. Let's find the corruption then. Uh, let's look at our current monetary systems of the US dollars and these kinds of things. Is there corruption with that? Have US dollars been used in human trafficking, drug trafficking, uh, terror state organizations, homegrown terrorist organizations, payments, uh, bribing blackmailing all kinds of extortion has the u.s dollar been used for that oh my gosh it has well we better get rid of the u.s dollar who's in charge of that we need to hold them accountable too huh what do you say yeah stupid it's so stupid for lack of a better term that's just stupid man and we've got Woke Target. Woke Target, always making great moves for the company. Target brings in new uh, LGBTQIA plus strategist, uh, Gay Cruella, after Kid Pride merchandise fiasco. Um, okay. Eric Thompson, he, him. Uh, it's got a rainbow flag and a, a black... Uh, what is this one? Uh fist symbol i forget i don't even know black lives matter uh senior lgbtqia plus segmentation strategist and pride lead works at target minneapolis minnesota oh god good job target oh okay whatever let's check the uh anything breaking here um. Okay, let's see. Let's go to just real quick check on this. Uh, today's Wednesday. What do we got going on? We got the daily dose tonight at um, five thirty p.m. Pacific time. So please tune into that uh, as I pull this up. See if we've got anything breaking this morning. It's been a longer show, so I just want to make sure. Uh, this article's trending. Pentagon official at office overseeing elementary schools arrested in human trafficking sting, according to the Daily Caller. What? P 
Pentagon official at office overseeing elementary schools arrested in human trafficking sting. They have a photo from the 16th. I guess I'll show you that. Here is this guy. Um, let's see what they say. Stephen Francis Hav Havanick is top administrator for the Pentagon school system in the Americas region. He was arrested on November 15th at a human trafficking steam in Coweta County, Georgia, the da Daily Caller News Foundation has learned. Havanick, 64, of Sharpsburg, Georgia, was arrested on suspicion of pandering, according to a press release the Coweta County Sheriff's Office provided to the DCNF. Eva Tedder, the administrator for the sheriff's office, said Havanick told the jail staff he works for the Department of Defense located in Peachtree City, Georgia, where the Department of Defense Education Activities, DODEA, America's division, is located according to the agency's website. Wow. A booking photo of Havanick, which, which the Coweta County Sheriff's Office shared with the DCNF shows a man who closely resembles the man in the DODEA America's Chief of Staff Stephen Havanick's biography on the agency's website. Photos of both men show a distinctive scar across the chin. Huh. Havanick was one of the more than two dozen arrests over a two-day operation meant to locate victims of human trafficking, the Noonan Times Herald reported. Six women, identified as victims of human trafficking, were rescued in the operation, which saw arrests on charges of pandering, drug, po drug possession, prostitution, and pimping, according to the press release. DODEA Americas and Havanick did not respond to calls and emailed requests uh, for comment. Oh, they're not talking. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, rocks. This is Pentagon official at office overseeing elementary schools rested in a human trafficking sting. Daily Caller reported this. Holy shite. Um, let's see. We've got the FDA. The FDA shutting down inqu inquiries about the DNA contamination in COVID vaccines. Well, yeah, I got to squash that story. You don't want the truth about that coming out. I think there's something to that. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Anything else? I don't think so, y'all. That's pretty much where we're at today. If I missed anything that you wish I had covered, please leave a comment on Rumble or contact me on the social red pill or on x.com, and I'm happy to review what the heck's going on. Uh, what? Why is rest in peace, Mr. President, trending? Why? Is this some kind of scam? Oh, the 60th anniversary of the JFK assassination. Oh, wow. I did not know. I guess we'll end. Uh, should we end with this? Let me see what this is. Yeah. Wow. Um, let's end with this video. It's a few minutes long. Um, by the way, y'all, we need support now more than ever, and we do appreciate all of your continuous support. Um, we're either going to be sending Josh to shave his beard at Nathaniel's Barbershop, or he's going to be forced to continue to grow it through the holiday season. 
you could participate and vote on what you want to see happen at redpills.tv slash shave and uh, either get him to shave it or get him to keep it. We'll see uh, what happens here uh, in December. So uh, please, that helps us keep the lights on, keep everything bills paid and all this kind of thing. And we really appreciate it as we transition into bigger and better things and make improvements across the spectrum of the Red Pill Project and uh, decentralized media coming out here soon. Um, Okay, so we're going to end with this uh, JFK video. And I'll see y'all later tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Please join the Social Red Pill, our private social network, socialredpill.com. Tomorrow, after the Daily Dose, Josh is going to be holding a Q&A on the Social Red Pill. Tonight, we're holding just a normal uh, open chat, so you're welcome to join that. Members of the Social Red Pill are, uh, I think, the $6.99 a month subscription, and we're making changes to the subscriptions. We're going to be offering more things to those members. if you already have one, you're going to be grandfathered into anything that we add or any improvements that we make. So don't worry about that. But uh, I'll be there tonight. So you can join at socialredpill.com. Let me know if you have any questions. You could also contact Josh there as well if you, if you so desire. So let's end on this. Everybody have a great day. Thank you so much. <clears throat> uh, take care. God bless. Godspeed. Ladies and the very word secrecy pugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. 
Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program. For from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. For I have complete confidence in the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. I not only could not stifle controversy among your readers, I welcome it. This administration intends to be candid about its errors. For as a wise man once said, an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. We intend to accept full responsibility for our errors, and we expect you to point them out when we miss them. Without debate, without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed, and no republic can survive. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Solon decreed it a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment, the only business in America specifically protected by the Constitution, not primarily to amuse and entertain, not to emphasize the trivial and the sentimental, not to simply give the public what it wants, but to inform, to arouse, reflect, to state our dangers and our opportunities, to indicate our crises and our choices, to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger public opinion. This means greater coverage and analysis of international news, for it is no longer far away and foreign, but close at hand and local. It means greater attention to improved understanding of the news as well as improved transmission. And it means, finally, that government at all levels must meet its obligation to provide you with the fullest possible information outside the narrowest limits of national security. And so it is to the printing press, to the recorder of man's deeds, the keeper of his conscience, the courier of his news, that we look for strength and assistance confident that with your help, man will be what he was born to be, free and independent. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign, and it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Eyepatch McCain. <laughs> I, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. 
It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.